nobody asked Van Gogh to paint another Starry Night. You you can't ask you can't ask of an artist to do what they've already done because that's not art if you're just falling into someone else's mold. He's 15 years old and already gaining a reputation as one of the better guitar players in the Treasure Valley. Ahead, Noble Holt talks about growing up with guitars, starting his public performance career with a win in a Battle of the Bands contest, his guitar and songwriting heroes and influences, and drawing inspiration from a Stephen King novel. We'll also hear three songs from Holt's band, Captain Snafu. I'm Walt Huntsman, and this is Measured Voices. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with maybe a basic about it. How long you've been uh, playing guitar? Um. Well, I've had guitars around me ever since birth. My dad started learning to play right around the time my mom got pregnant with me. So when when I was born, I just had guitars all around the house, and we always used to watch like live performances of like Tom Petty and mm-hmm. AC/DC and Van Halen, and I was like, wow, that guitar that's mesmerizing. I I love that. So then I started like just like picking it up with whenever my friends would come over I'd be like, "Look at this. I can play the guitar." I would strum on it. We like so around 4 or 5 is when I like first picked up the guitar, started pretending to play, but it wasn't until I was 11 or 12 that I really wanted like I was like, "Yeah, I think I could be a guitarist. I think this could be my thing." Now, did did or do you have you taken lessons or are you self-taught? Well, I'm I consider myself self-taught, mm-hmm. but I've all my life I've had people around me say, "Oh, this is this chord, your C," you know, okay. and it all. When I first started, like really learning, my dad taught me "Sweet Home Alabama," and I was like, "Okay, so this is D C G," and I was like, "Oh, I I realized this song has G C and D in a different order. I can do it this way." Then I then I turned it into scales. I learned scales. I can play this here. This riff goes like this with these notes, you know. That's how I really started learning and teaching myself the guitar. And then I thought maybe I would try and take the next step forward by starting to take lessons from Russ Martin. He's a local guitarist. He taught me for a while. He got like he got me my very first shows. He mm-hmm. talked to some places about me playing, but uh, to a year or two ago, I stopped taking lessons from Russ, and I've just been watching videos and lessons. And okay. yeah, when did when did you start uh, playing out in public? Um, well, I was my first show. I was twelve, and my dad's friend from work's son was getting a band together to play for this. It was a battle of the bands for the Mormon Church. And they said, hey, we've noticed your dad's been talking about you playing guitar all the time. Would you like to come and maybe play some songs at this thing? And I was like, oh, of course, yeah, that's always what I've wanted to do. And that was the first show we ever played. We got first place at this Battle <laughs> wow. of the Bands. Cool. Um, now, you're you're in a, in a band right now, Captain Snafu. Now, how did that all come about? And how long have you guys been together? Well, we've been together for two years now, and... It all started from, there was this open jam in Nampa, and the current basis of the band, his dad was a drummer that always frequented that place, so one day his dad told his son, who was starting to learn the bass, he said, oh yeah, there's this young guitarist playing, you should come meet him, maybe he could play, 
So they go to this, they used to go to this art school where they had rock band, which was like a class where they could right. learn instruments, get with bands and play shows or whatever. And they wanted me to come play with them at one of their shows. So it was me, these other two kids from their show, and Jaden and Aaron, who are the Captain Snafu now. And right before the show, those other two people said, oh, we can't do it, we're not going to show up. So it was just me, Jane, and Aaron. And so then we just played some songs that I always played. And we're like, hey, I think this could be something you want to have practice next week. Now, how, how, do, how would you, if uh, somebody comes to see you and maybe they haven't seen you before, describe the band's music and sound for somebody? Well, our originals, we play... I would call it funky, bluesy, heavy rock. Okay. I would, that's how I would describe it. Uh, do you guys do a lot of covers too? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. For our, most of our live performances, we do mainly covers. We're trying to write more songs, branch out, you know. Well, speaking of songs, I think right here we're going to let people hear what the original Captain Snafu sound oh, sounds okay. like. Oh, yeah. uh, what, what song should we, uh, should we listen to? Well, maybe we should start with the first song... I ever wrote by myself, which is Pennywise. That's the third song on this album here. Okay. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the song? Um. Well, I was reading the book It at the time, and it was like terrifying me. I couldn't like I couldn't get to sleep, and I was like, wow, that character Pennywise has so, such depth to it. Like, it could it could be a metaphor for so many things. So then I started writing these lyrics, and while messing around, I came up with this riff. And I thought it sounded really good. And yeah, then it turned into Pennywise. All right, well, we'll listen to Pennywise.
ask uh, something I don't often ask, but uh, it, it occurred to me that maybe this would be a good question for, for people who want to see themselves playing guitar. How much time do you put in practicing? And, and, and do you have a, a specific routine that you use from more often than not? Or? Well, I try to practice two to three hours a day if I, if I can work it. Sometimes more, sometimes less. But I like to divvy it up into three things where I, the first one is just noodling around, just trying to play scales or whatever, whatever comes under my fingers. And um, the second thing is learning songs that maybe I could play with my band or something I could just learn something from. And the last one is trying to write songs, okay. like trying to make riffs or cool chord progressions that I like. So do you set aside time then every day to try to write? Oh uh, yeah, whenever I start playing guitar, I try to set aside set aside some time to write songs, yeah. What uh you know, the the advice has been given to people uh especially when they first start writing to write what you know. It could be said by by some that, you know, at 15 Maybe you haven't learned that much yet, but how, how do you decide what kinds of things or what kinds of things are you drawn to to write about? Well, I take inspiration from anything I can, like whether it be experiences or like if someone says a cool quote, I'm like, oh, I could take that, maybe develop that into a song, or like if somebody tells me a cool story and I'm like, oh, I could change that so much and turn it into a song, or even just like an idea, like or a word. I could say, oh, I think that could sound like this on the guitar. What, yeah, you know. Well, you say that then that you spend a lot of your time just kind of uh, listening and watching and and thinking to to for to, to catch those things when they come about. Yeah, but I would say when I try and seek out things to write about, they don't come as naturally. Mm -hmm. Like I, if I'm just going throughout my day and I see something, I try and remember it or write it right. down, but. If I like, if I'm trying to seek it out more, more, more than less, it it doesn't come to me. Okay. So you're primarily electric guitar. Uh, who are some of your, who are, are or were some of your guitar influences and, and guitar heroes? Well, definitely Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton and uh, Jimmy Page. They're they're the three ones that very were my very early inspirations. Um, more recently, Frank Zappa and Joe Satriani, they're, they're incredible. Their songwriting is just out of this world. I'm, tr I'm trying to be like them, but not the same as them, right. because if I could be Joe Satriani, I would be set. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. What, uh, what is it that, that drew and continues to draw you to those particular guitarists? Well, I would say... The, those earlier guys like Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton was their ability to how they changed music so drastically. Like before them, it wasn't it wasn't acceptable. Maybe not acceptable, but it wasn't mainstream for there to be these crazy long guitar solos. And like they really pushed the boundaries of what music can be and what the guitar can be. And Frank Zappa and Joe Satriani, I really appreciate them because they very they very much approach the guitar in a very different way where they can like bend it to their will and like 
I don't know, they're playing four guitarists, I would say. They're, their, guitars, their guitar playing is very intricate and detailed. I really lo- I appreciate that. Now, do you have, uh, in addition to those, do you have any other uh, songwriter influences that you have either gotten uh, techniques or inspiration from? Oh, definitely Tom Petty. I I think he's the best songwriter of all time. I've listened to, I'm pretty sure, all of his songs, and I haven't heard a bad one out of all of his records. And uh, the Beatles, obviously, they, they were very... They influenced a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about uh, your songwriting. Now, you mentioned that Pennywise, which we heard earlier, was the first song you'd ever written. What, uh, and you talked about writing the lyrics first and then coming up with a riff uh, and kind of making the two work together. Is that a normal writing approach to you, or do you have a, a standard way that you write? Well, yeah, sometimes I I try to start with lyrics and see what guitar I can make out of it, but it doesn't always work out that way. I would say I'm more I'm I'm better at writing lyrics because I I've, I have a lot of things rumbling around in my brain mm-hmm. and guitar I I have a really big problem with writing things that don't sound like other like I don't want it people to be like, "Oh, that's a Hendrix lick or that's a Clapton right. lick or whatever." So I really I, I struggle a lot with writing music, so I try and write the music first because once I have the music, the song's finished pretty much. I have everything else. Now, uh, with regard to the band, when uh, you have a song, a new original, and you bring it to the band, how does that process work uh, as far as the other members, I don't know, help, not necessarily putting their stamp on the song, but putting their flavor into it as well? Huh? Well, sometimes I'll come with a riff or something and I'll say do you think the drums maybe could start like this and then he'll play it and I'll be like "Eh, maybe something else and he'll try something else and it'll stick and I'll be like yeah that's the one and same with the bass maybe like I'll say oh play this note here and then down to this and then I'll be like I know that doesn't sound good or maybe they'll say that I'll say play this and they're like I'm not feeling that and I'll be like okay let's try something else so yeah mostly most of the time I, I write the guitar part and the lyrics and then We'll all figure it out as a band from there. Okay. Now, do any of the other members write, or are you the primary writer? So far, I've been the primary writer, but who knows? We're still young. (laughs) That's true. Uh, And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but I think first we should hear another song. Uh, What what are we going to hear now? Um, How about Flamingo? That's that's a fun one. This is a a more heavy... One of our songs. It's I, I wrote it. I started out with this lick that I just is just a you're just going up the neck and it's a chord progression. I thought I thought it sounded really cool and I wanted to start with "Hey kids," like I wanted that to be the first lyric. And I was like, what What would this be? What would this person be talking about to these kids? And I was thinking, oh, maybe it could have something to do with music. Like, how could this like what would you say to kids starting in the music business? And it's basically, I would say the story of the song is a man who was very young and he he thought music could be cool. I would like that. And then he he didn't put enough effort into it. And so by the time he was old, he's like, well, this didn't just qu- it didn't quite work out for me. And 
I would say it's more on the sad side. On the sad it, side. It sounds like you're telling my life story now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll listen to Flamingo. Early on we, uh, in the conversation, we talked about how Captain Snafu came about, and you guys have been together for a little while now. What are, what are your hopes, plans for the band in 2019 and, and beyond? Well, for this year, I'd, I would like to record a new album. I, I have a few new songs, and this, this album here is more of a demo, so I would like to maybe re-record those songs with four or five more on top of it and... Yeah, I think it. I think for the future, maybe touring would be awesome, and maybe a record deal. You know, all the all the key essentials to being a big rock singer. <laughs> well, I I had this question in my mind. I was going to ask it toward the end, but since you brought that part up, let me let me ask you this: if you if you've given it any thought, what do you think might be? I don't know the the one main thing that you think you need to work on to uh, to succeed as a, a professional musician? Well, for myself, I think versatility, being able to play everything, like knowing if somebody says, can you play this, I can play it. Like I, I would really like to have that virtuosity in my guitar playing 
and definitely songwriting. And I don't think I'm the best singer in the world, so maybe work on my singing. I, I have a long way to go before I'm professional level, but I'm definitely trying to work on it, yeah. So, okay, maybe the most important question uh, I have is how many guitars do you have? And if you could have any one guitar, what would it be? Ooh, I, I don't know how many guitars I have. Uh, the last time I counted, it was it was like, I think there was 13 working ones. Okay. And, and about four other in the shop, as we say. I don't know what my number one guitar would be. Maybe some sort of SG, maybe like a 65 SG. That would be really cool. Okay, and and uh, I I've heard that I've heard the num- number, but who makes that? Do you know okay. Gibson. Gibson. Okay, I was wondering if that was a Gibson. Yeah. Okay. Similar to the one ha- I have now, but if it was older, older is always better. There you go. Uh, I wish I wish the venues thought that about me, but no. <laughs> that's, a whole other, that's a whole other thing. Um, we've talked a little bit about this in terms of of where you want to go with the band, but. Uh, Let's go out a little further past 2019, say five years' time, where you'd like to be and what you think you need to do or the band needs to do as a whole to help make that a reality. Uh, Maybe in five years I would like to be playing out of state, like playing shows in like uh, different states. That would be really awesome. And have a few records out by... Five years from now, that would that would be perfect for me, I think. And if if more comes, that would be great too. Very, I I don't know, have a very strict. I ought to think about this more, I suppose. <laughs> now, uh, you you've mentioned a couple times about wanting to record albums, and I and I've talked to some artists that that talk about the future of the business is going towards streaming signals or singles. Do you think there's still a place for albums? Oh, I, yeah, I, I do. I really think that albums are very important. I don't, I don't know. The music industry right now is so. I, it, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Like, there's a bunch of, there's a, there's some new bands that are coming out that are really pushing the boundaries again. Like Greta Van Fleet. I don't know if you've heard of them. I haven't heard of them. Yet. They're a newer rock band. They sound like they're straight out of the '60s. They're so good. And they've been getting some mainstream success they've they played on Jimmy Fallon and they have like a new record out it's really good but uh people have been saying they sound too much like Led Zeppelin so they're not worth worth our time which I think is just nuts we need more bands like them out playing so we can bring back good music like if we if we let them fade out then we're just gonna have more of the same and I don't know if I don't know if you've you may not have thought about this, but as you were speaking, it it, uh, it occurred to me with the the new trend towards singles that a lot of artists and bands are taking, as opposed to spending the time to put together an album. Do you think that that I don't know does that affect or the quality of the music? Do you think, or does it make it make the music seem more throwaway? Yeah, I think that the push record companies pushing for more singles. I think push for any sort of art is like I just think it won't get the results that you want because 
you can't force creativity, I guess. Like, I, I heard a quote today that was, I don't remember who it was from, but it basically was like, you don't, nobody asked Van Gogh to paint another starry night. You, you can't ask, you can't ask of an artist to do what they've already done because that's not art if you're just falling into someone else's mold. That's why I think. What, uh, if you've thought about it, what would be your ideal gig to play and where would it be? Hmm, maybe, I, I've, I have thought about this a lot, but all the good places have been torn down or turned into something else, <laughs> like Wembley or Fillmore. Those would be awesome places to play. So I, you need to learn time travel then, too. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> if I could time travel, I would definitely, those would be the places. Okay, what about any, any places now that stand out for you? Um, maybe like there's some New York places that are really, really cool. Well, how about uh, we close out with, well, before we close out with one more song, let me, let me uh, just ask you first if there's anything that we haven't talked about that you think we ought to cover. Uh, I can't think of anything that's too, too dire. Okay. Well, then uh, we'll close out with one more song, and I want to thank you for uh, sitting down with me. Uh, what are we going to hear? Well, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. No, this my is a, this is, no, this is a pleasure for me. It's really awesome. This last one, I think, is Follow, which is another song about mute, like the music scene and how, how it's been for me as a young musician and how you need exposure to play more shows, but you need more shows to get exposure. Okay. All right, well, we will close with follow.
My thanks to Noble Holt. You can follow him on Facebook. You'll find that link on our webpage at measured-voices.blogspot.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Measured Voices. Next time out, music and conversation with Utah solo piano artist Michelle McLaughlin. I hope you'll join me. Until then, I'm Walt Huntsman, and this has been Measured Voices. Measured Voices.